What's your favorite Hove album? Wait, me? Are you talking to me? Shh, it's rhetorical. We're supposed to start the podcast that way. Let me try again. Okay, you're being uh, yeah, like, okay, okay. Sh- I see like a big, like a, yeah. like a, like a cool sounding intro. Right, be okay, quiet. I'm going to try it again. Here we go. What's your favorite Hove album? You're looking right at me. That's what's throwing no, me no, off. No, no, just please just. Per- All right, I forget it. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's your favorite Hove album? I would say Reasonable Doubt. American Gangster. Blueprint. His best project, man, for me is Reasonable Doubt. The Blueprint one. Or Not Life. Ugh, I hate this question. I don't like the question because I don't have an answer for you. You have to. Someone says you get to hear one. There's a jukebox. You get to have one Jay-Z song in it. I don't have to do shit. Hey, yo, what's up? I'm Cypher Sounds. Yo, what's really hood, motherfucker? This is Peter Rosenberg. And we on the Juan Ep Podcast. That's what you're listening to right now. That's right, man. Podcasting straight from the streets for your motherfucking mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hold this. This is straight thugonomics. Hold this. Hold this. Okay, we've been digging through the, the intricate start of Jay-Z. I'm talking about the details of how he got started. The little tiny minutiae. Little itty bitty tiny crazy just little facts about how he gets started. No one else has ever done that. But let's get to it. Let's get to the music. Let's get to the albums. Let's get to people's favorite albums. Why is Jay-Z considered one of the greatest MCs? Because let's not forget on the song Where I'm From, he says people often argue about who's the greatest MC, Biggie, Jay-Z, or Nas. Now, Jay-Z was smart enough to throw himself in that conversation. Were they really saying, who's the who's the greatest? Do you think people were really starting to have that conversation? Or do you think he created that conversation himself? I know people were saying he was dope. It's really amazing. Were they though. saying he was the greatest? Well, I think it's sort of like a lesson for life, though. I mean, he he started, at least maybe he would argue he didn't start it. But early on in the conversation, he publicly brought up the idea that he's in the convo for the greatest. And then look what happened. Yeah. He's he's been in the conversation <laughs> ever since. He Jedi mind tricked us. Like, who's the greatest? Biggie? Jay-Z or Nas? And like, oh yeah. They're like, wait, but you oh, are yeah. Jay-Z. He was like, shh, shh. <laughs> Don't worry about it. No, no, no. These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> Listen, uh, over the next two episodes, we're going to talk to some people, new ones and and people you've heard from before. Donnie Kwok, Angie Martinez, DJ Scratch, uh, Big Daddy Kane, and more. And we are going to talk about the records they love from Jay-Z and some of the others they don't love as much. Um, through this whole process... We've been interviewing people to tell the story of Jay-Z, but now it's time to nerd out and do what hip-hop heads do. Break down what the best of Jay-Z is. What's the best album, the best songs? Why do people love him so much? So, first of all, your favorite Jay-Z album? Just like a personal thing? Yeah. Okay. He's a personal person. Yeah. I would say Reasonable Doubt is still my favorite. Yeah. Here's Donnie Kwok. Now, currently, he's an editor at The Ringer, but he's a writer. You may know him from Complex. And recently, Mm -hmm. he also did a really deep article about uh, music in 1999. In 1999 is volume three, Life and Times of S. Carter. You go reasonable over blueprint. I do, but it's neck and neck. 
I mean, those are kind of, you know, the two most universally acclaimed, right? What is it about Reasonable Doubt that you think is so great? Uh, I mean, it has that kind of, you know, debut magic mm -hmm. where um, it's an artist. It's like it's his first, you know, complete project. So, you know, the fact that he was a new artist, I mean, relatively new as a solo artist. And I mean, I think Blueprint to me, what's that's his sixth album. I feel like that is more... He was more refined. It was sequenced better than Reasonable Doubt, possibly. But I think uh, song for song, I think Reasonable Doubt is better. Do you already think Reasonable Doubt was going to be fire before it even came out? Oh, absolutely. That, of course, was the one and only hip-hop legend DJ Scratch. Absolutely, because he changed his style. But he changed his style, but he still had the same, you know, the same swag with the shit, the slick talk. Yeah. The production was right. You know what I'm saying? So that album went over people's head. Like people still don't get a lot of shit Jay was saying on that album. Yeah, but you know, you know, like DJs on the radio, they didn't know really what was going on in the streets. They didn't really get it. Like because at, now that you're on the radio, you ain't in the streets. You know what I'm saying? That was a shot fire. You know, I heard it. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. But a no, shot. you're looking. You're looking for commercial. It's not records. a shot. Like it's a fact. Like. When you're on the radio, you're not in the streets anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you you don't really know what's going on in the streets and shit as far as as far as music. And the streets were really fucking with reasonable doubt. Streets was fucking with reasonable doubt from the jump. You know what I'm saying? When you're on radio, it's, it's a different it's a different mindset. So now you're being records are being handed to you. I know that shit. You know what I'm saying? And you're looking for something that works on the radio. You're not right. necessarily thinking about what's the album you want to ride with. Exactly. And Reasonable Doubt was a ride with it album. Right. That's, ex I mean, through and through, that's what it is. It's and that, that album was like, is it was like, you had to study that album. You had to keep listening to it because it was so many gems. So, Jay-Z's best project for you. Best. Hello? Damn. Hello? I know, right? His best project, man, for me is Reasonable Doubt. Over I, Blueprint. I... I only only because of the time. Once again, Big is around. And his his rhymes were like super intricate. That was hip-hop writer Daytuan Thomas. For anybody to to like really fuck with him during that time, man, you had to have liked lyrics. You had to have liked the whole persona and all that stuff. He got better on Blueprint, but I still think he was like, he was super raw during the time of uh, Reasonable Doubt. He just, he ushered in a whole nother era. And the era was already built with Blueprint. You know what I'm saying? Blueprint resonates a lot because it seems like there's like a couple different eras of Jay-Z's career. And I feel like the Blueprint album was the start of the second era. You know what I'm saying? There's that first blue, uh, uh, Reasonable Doubt era. Then the, then the Blueprint era seems to start a whole new fan base. Here's hip-hop writer and editor Kim Osario. When did he become the king? Like, when did Jay-Z evolve to becoming the guy? Blueprint. Interesting. Mm -hmm. 2001. Blueprint. Blueprint. That's him as a king. I, 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 by the way, I think that's a fantastic take. Yeah. I think people try to recreate history and make it sound like he was absolutely dominant before. By Blueprint, it was like Blueprint. his. yeah. When that album came out, which of course was September 11th, 2001, yep. but that on that day, 
everyone was go. It was a given mm-hmm. you were going to buy the blueprint. The Gin Blossoms. Mm-hmm. Oh, did the Gin Blossoms drop the same day? <laughs> it's one of those groups. <laughs> it was either Gin Blossoms or uh, uh, something with another with a G. Whatever. There's another rock album that came out that same day. But if you if if that was by 2001, it was just he was already huge prior to that. Right. But by then, I think you're saying by 2001 he was king. That's when it was like I. You know, I I own this here. And and it was an interesting time, right? Because I think um, critically, that album really sort of cemented his place in hip-hop, right? Because it was like the perfect album, right? Blueprint, like there's not... Anything, there's nothing wrong with that album. There's a, there's a, to me, if I'm being totally honest. Be, be e- honest. Even though Reasonable Doubt is I, one of my favorite albums, I love it. There is a spot in it that gets boring. Blueprint never gets boring to Blueprint me. Blueprint is amazing. Even today, if you listen to it, right? Like, I love Reasonable Doubt. Through. I love Reasonable Doubt, but I go through it. Sometimes I skip. I go to my favorites. Like you're saying, Blueprint is an experience, right? Like, it's from start to finish. It's an amazing uh, work of art, I think, in, in hip-hop. So that was what I feel like Jay-Z needed at the time to sort of say, this is, you know, I am, I'm that dude. I am that guy. Obviously, with a body of work this big, some albums are going to get more time than others. Um, Volume 1 definitely gets its share of mention because how important it was and the mixed reviews on it. The album after In My Lifetime was... It's Volume 2. Wait, that's not Hard Not Like It, is it? Is it Hard Knock Life too? No, Hard Knock Life was volume two. Oh, it go. is, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're tripping. Hard Knock Life, which was, that was his thriller. That was the legendary Mr. C. That was his thriller album, bro. You really think that? Yeah, no question. Um, why do you think that that's his thriller? I think really, I'd said Reasonable Vault was wasn't all that. Yeah, I, I at the time did not think volume two was special. Let's go back and take a look and see how. If hard I, Knock bro. Life. You like Hard, hard knock, knock Life. life. It starts out with intro handed down, which I love. Memphis Bleak rapping over DJ Premier. Fire. Yeah. Hard Knock Life, uh, produced by 45 King. Amazing. Um, If I Should Die, featuring the Rangers. Whatever. That's a Swiss beat. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Ride or Die. I don't remember that record. Oh, I like. How many of y'all want to ride tonight? Yeah, Ride or Die. Is Mace on that? Oh, no. That's the Mace diss. Yeah. I like that record. Who did that record? Stevie J. Yeah. That's a dope record. Um, the the famous N word what N word who yeah no what what's N what do you mean Ori- the originator's ninety nine right originator ninety nine yep love it uh, money cash hoes go ahead a week ago with too short go ahead whatever coming of age the sequel with Memphis Bleak Dope. Can, can I get a which had already been out that's already out for a long time paper chase produced by Timberland it's okay Reservoir Dogs fire Safe, yeah. Okay, just making sure. And then it's like that. Um, <laughs> Kick a I love that. Boom, song. boom, boom. But that was on Kick Capri's album. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. Bonus tracks are "It's All Right" and right. "Money in a Thing." Yeah. Yo, bro, come on, man. That that is that's that, not thriller. See, yo, that thriller. was his thriller. That was, no. that's what made him a super. That wreck. That wreck. That, that, that album. 
You're bugging. It's Y'all both really, bugging. It's, uh, it's, that uh, album made him uh, made him a superstar, man. It's off the wall. It's off the wall. So so what's his thriller? Blueprint, Blueprint one? Blueprint is thriller. Nah, man. Oh, by the way, Blueprint neither- has way better songs than this. I agree. I agree. Blueprint I agree. is my favorite Jay Z album. I agree, but this this album with hard just with hard not life. Do you know how much hard not life is his signature record? Let's hear again from Angie Martinez, New York radio legend. Actually, she's called the voice of New York. I hated Hard Knock Life for the record. Okay, this is this is the record. Uh, this it's is the record on the record. Jigga what? Jigga who? Yes, I liked it. Fire. Uh-huh. Money Cash Hoes. Yes. Um, Reservoir Dogs. Uh, incredible. I'll, t- I'll give you every bar of that song right now if you ask me to. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> no, every bar. I still listen to Reservoir Dogs like regularly. It's so good. What I mean, was, uh, it's, it's all a, right. You it's heard? A, it's like, yeah. I, I like that. This and, is a great album, by the way. And then they also put on Can I Get a and Money in a Thing are both on there also. Both amazing. And they, That's they were, a classic album if you mm-hmm. just go like that. And if you compare it to other albums and how many songs are on there. Yeah, it's, a, that's, it's pretty good. I'm trying to decide though. It's what, pretty great. Stop it. You're being crazy. But I just don't think I don't I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Type, do you love it? Yeah. Well I love it. I love all the songs as a DJ, but as a hip hop connoisseur, blueprint is oh, better. Please don't do that again. Connoisseur. <laughs> connoisseur. Don't say that That's how people really pronounce I'm it. I'm saying a French word in Spanish. Connoisseur. Uh, blueprint is to me a better album to listen to as oh, a of course. as a as a, you also as have a fan. to you have to take into account where you are in your life when something drops. Always, so that's to, a lot of things. People yes. skip that part. You skip that part. So for me in my life, where I was at, that was a fun ass album. Yeah, I was in the streets. The, now, when you're talking about people knowing me, then I was, you know, what I mean, my career. You were you. You were you. I, yeah. My, yeah, I was in the streets. My BMW had been upgraded. And she was popping. You know what I mean? I was. I don't to, know. To another BMW or a different? No, a, I went to a Benz probably. Oh, I think wow. at that point. Um, you're popping yeah I'm trying to get a used I'm just Honda. saying I was. it was like a good time for me in my life Like I, I had fun at that time um, do you think Blueprint's the best Jay-Z album? I could argue yes but I, I could also feel a different way if it was Wednesday and then you would say re- <laughs> or Sunday and on that day you would say Reasonable Doubt yeah. also it is Wednesday is yeah. it really Wednesday? Yeah. So then Blueprint is okay. the best. But if okay. you ask me like on a Friday night Friday. super late, I'm going to say Reasonable Doubt is a better album. Right. You know what right. I mean? If you ask me on a Sunday morning when I'm cleaning the house, I'm going to tell you 444 is my favorite 444 album. 444 is made for Sundays. That's what I'm it saying. Is. It's a Sunday It's album. a Sunday album. It's a gospel album. <laughs> Then we don't necessarily spend a lot of time on, for example, the Streets is Watching soundtrack, which no, which was for the head, which was uh, yeah, right after that. And see, another thing about another thing I noticed about Jay Z albums is that when you go and like, if you let's say you Google search Jay Z albums, some of the collabo albums don't come up on every list because to me, Watch the Throne is one of my favorite Jay Z albums where I think he's spitting super bars on that album. Oh yeah, Watch the Throne's amazing. It's all it's almost you're right though. It's like people don't keep it in the conversation of Jay-Z albums. It's like it's it's its own category. Yeah. Um and then you have Dynasty, Rock La Familia, which came after all the Dynasty came after volume one, two, and three. 
And see, Dynasty is one of my favorite Jay-Z albums as well. But like we're in the industry, so we know the real the truth about it. It was supposed to be a Rockefeller Records compilation album. And I think they felt it wasn't going to do as well as they would want it to do. So they made it a Jay-Z album. They, they got the Pharrell song. They got the, um, the I think, Parking Lot Pim. They threw those songs on there and it became a Jay-Z album. But the song on there, there's a song with him and Beanie where they're talking about their dads. One of my favorites. Uh, Get Your Mind Right with Snoop Dogg is one of my favorites. Um, Let's not forget You, Me, Him, and Her is on change there. Change the Game, Parking Lot Pimpin'. It's real. It's great. It's a. It's a really great. And this is. Here's my problem. One nine hundred hustler. My problem is. The producer Bink mm-hmm. did a lot of this album. My favorite joints on this album, and then. Uh, that's a long. That's a long conversation. But Bink basically created that sound, which then became the blueprint sound. But then he didn't fully get down with Rockefeller, and then he's kind of, kind of scrubbed from the history a little bit. He's kind of scrubbed from the history because then it becomes a Just Blaze Kanye operation. Yeah, because they they did the business right with them, you know. Ooh, you're you're throwing in little things to make you think. gotta understand about uh hove aka jay-z now he's just a mega superstar so now everything that comes out is gonna have like this this super telescope on it you know what i'm saying magnifying glasses is well, a better and, you know what, what i was trying to say not telescope we gotta we gotta we gotta be honest about this too though after the retirement people grade things differently when when yeah. you make a decision to retire and then come back the first couple albums it's kind of like all right so why did you come back is it is yeah. it really great and i think the result was a lot of people being disappointed with kingdom come as a comeback album like this isn't this wasn't worthy of a comeback and then after that i think people really got excited that he was back you know around american gangster See, there's a lot of people that say American Gangsta is one of their favorite albums. And those are people that listen to rhymes. Like, like if you love Jay-Z's rhymes, American Gangsta is the album for you. Like, I like Jay-Z as a whole. I'm not like a, a super nerd about lyrics like that. I'm more, you know, like a DJ mindset. I'm more into the beats and more into the songs. But if you just like listening to jay-z's rhymes i know people that could spit american gangster back for the backwards and forward yeah and, and musically it's also very cool and unique too and also from an idea standpoint yeah i mean it's a soundtrack so it's, it's a concept album concept yeah it's it's like they took a movie and it's the entire story you know is is yeah. this album it's pretty cool despite all the evolution that you've had despite him changing with the times despite him keeping up with the rap game he's always remained sort of true to the fundamentals of what makes jay-z jay-z that was austin williams so you can look at the albums from his later half of his career and compare them to the albums of the first half of his career and there's similarities there like 
with American American Gangster to me just feels like a more stylized and thematic version of Reasonable Doubt. Like it's it's a similar story, it's a similar ethos. It it it, it gives me the same feeling. I and mean, it's the same thing with like you take a uh, you take a four forty four. It gives me a, a similar feeling as the Black album. Even like albums that weren't as good, like uh, Magna Carta, Holy Grail. There's definitely songs on there that I enjoy, but that wasn't a great album. But you can compare the ethos of that album, like just the, the, the creation and curation of that album, and it gives me a similar feeling as like the Dynasty, with like this grandiose feel to it and this, you know, king of the rap game feel to it. So I just like digging into Jay-Z albums that way. So we're like, thematically, they always draw me in, you know? But when it comes to Jay-Z concerts for the rest of life, you know, because at a certain point, your albums become less about it being perfect. And what songs are getting added to the catalog that you play at concerts? You know, which songs survive? Because Jay-Z is around forever. You know, and every artist, whether it's Jay-Z or Bruce Springsteen or Paul Simon or Frank Sinatra, when you put out a million albums, they're not all perfect. You have a handful of amazing ones, and then the rest... Mm -hmm are pretty good albums with good songs on them. And on Blueprint 3, he then leaves with the rest of his career performing Run This Town, Empire State of Mind, and on to the next one yeah. at every concert for the rest of time. On to the yeah. next one in person is fire. Oh, yeah, live is crazy, yeah. People go yeah. bonkers when it comes in. I absolutely love it. Um yeah. Magna Carta Holy Grail doesn't doesn't have a great rep, but it has joints that I love on it too, honestly. This why do why do people do this, man? They keep doubting the guy. Picasso Baby is crazy. Tom Ford is crazy. Uh the song with Rick Ross, Fuck With Me, You Know I Got I mean, It, is like that's like Jay-Z going, Oh, y'all do trap? Okay, watch this. Fuck with me, you know I got it is so underrated. And yeah, I know, listen, this album was weird. He released it with Samsung. It was that it was that's the problem. The the way the album was presented and introduced, but the songs on here like Oceans. Do you like Oceans? Yeah, Oceans is good. Oceans is the line that's the line where he goes, the only crystal I fuck with is Wallace. Come on, man. He's got listen, he's got some there's he's got some joints on here, but the presentation releasing it, um releasing it with samsung and you and the way it started was you had to have a samsung phone to get the album yeah it it, yeah. it, it it's interesting it threw it off it, it threw it but off. it embodies that very um business-minded money-minded mm -hmm. commercial mm -hmm. dude it's money baby that, exactly it's money baby that it, it sums up that part of jay-z i mean honestly you could draw a direct line between the way Jay-Z presented Magna Carta Holy Grail, you could draw a direct, a, a mm -hmm. direct line between that Jay-Z, the Barkley Center, and now some of the controversy he's found with the NFL Association. The guy makes moves for business, too. And this, yeah, this, this was taking his music, which was a pure thing to a lot of his fans, and mixing it in with business. And that will inherently yeah. create some anger that's just the reality of it uh listen listen to what big daddy kane the legendary rapper had to say jay is a businessman yeah so um a lot of times you're gonna see jay make a song for what it's worth you know 
you'll see Jay make a song for what it's worth. But people that know Jay and know his talents and skills know that, you know, if necessary, he can tear your ass apart on the mic. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, even even with the last album, when he came with Story of OJ, um, I was like, wow, this is a guy who's still even at the point he's at right now where he could you you get these glimpses of the stuff that he really wants to do. Sife, didn't you even say there's some records he puts on albums that he knows the beat isn't that great just because he wants yeah. people to hear the lyrics? Yeah. Yeah, a couple times he told me like some beats are not his favorite beats, but they're kind of open so you can really hear the raps. And that's the that's you know, that's that's the mindset of a real MC, you know. Yeah. But I mean, Jay is able to have a great balance of being a real MC and a recording artist, you know, if, if you know what I mean. I think it created anger with Jay-Z stands, yes. such as ourselves, who were like who were in it from day one. I'm sure younger people, newer fans were like, oh, this is cool. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. Yeah. Unless they had an iPhone which is most of them in America, because then they were like, I got a bootleg this, which is what we did. Oh. But then look, that Magna Carta is 2013. Then the pause. The pause happens. Oh, yeah, big pause. Because the next album doesn't come out till uh, 2017, which is 4 dot dot four four. People just call it 444. I say four dot dot four four. Okay. You don't even say four forty four. You just say four dot dot. Yeah, you gotta say dot dot Got four it. dot dot forty four. Or sometimes I call the album just twelve. Well, I've never heard anyone do that. <laughs> I've never heard anyone just call You never call you never call the album twelve? Never. I never you add up all the fours. Oh. Yeah, and you get twelve. Yeah, and then um and, and we've talked about four forty four a bit. I mean 444 is is dope. It's not like I think you've talked about it this way. It's it's not even like an album. It's like an art piece. It's it's art. Yeah, that sh that to me is an art is a piece of art. And it's it's really dope. People reference this album a lot in terms of lyrically how to live your life. This is a grown man. This is a truly grown up Jay Z, uh, a married father reflecting on mistakes that he's made in his personal life. Um, mm -hmm. showing mm -hmm. vulnerability he never showed previously yep. to that degree. Uh -huh. Um, when it's yo, you know what it mm. is? He's unapologetic. That's a big word I hear a lot of people use nowadays. Yeah, but yo, he's unapologetic. But you know what? I actually disagree with that specifically here because I feel like in some ways he's actually apologetic. <laughs> yo, he's unapologetic about being apologetic. Yo, that's it. That's it right there. That's bars. That's more bars, yo. Um, and then and then him and him and Beyonce dropped their album, which was uh pretty cool. It had my favorite Jay-Z Beyonce song of all time on it. Which is the one that sounds like a Migo song. Ape shit. <laughs> it's it's basically just Jay-Z and Beyonce doing a Migos cover. Because <laughs> it's a Migos record, but it is fire. <laughs> Yeah, that record's fine. Yeah, they have a few joints. I, I think their best music together came on that project. That's Everything Is Love. So, um, man, the guy's got... Jay-Z albums, man. He's got a lot of albums. Well, Saif, we learned a lot today about uh, Jay-Z's greatest music in the eyes of the people who cover him and, and love him.
Mm-hmm. And we spoke to his friends. We spoke to his critics. Um, yeah, but <laughs> it is interesting to, to really break down his body of work and just how great the great stuff is. Like his best, Jay-Z's best work, man, it's 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 as good as it gets. Well, if we're gonna talk, if we're gonna talk the greatest and how influential this man was, do we have to talk about the misses? Not the misses, not Beyonce, not like the Mrs. Carter, like the non-hits. Oh, oh, you want to talk about some of the things that didn't go as well? I don't know. I feel I feel if we don't mention it, we're gonna seem like we're one-sided. Well, it's it's either choose. We can either be one-sided Jay-Z ass kissers, or we can risk that Jay-Z will hate us and never talk to us again. You think if we mention some of the not good things, he's never gonna talk to us again? He probably won't talk to me anyway. It's you who has the issue. I, mean, I haven't talked to him in a while. So you think so you think it's possible this maybe this it was never gonna be again? It was over? Maybe this will No, maybe this will be like, hey, why'd you say that? And I'll be like, I'm just so happy you called. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's no there's no doubt about it. There's some misses in the discography. And you know what? He hides them very well because the hits stack and stack and stack. But I personally, no disrespect whatsoever. The monster verse on the Kanye West song Monster, no. I just can't get over it. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. Uh, Sasquatch, Godzilla, All right, save it. King Kong, Loch Ness. No, listen, save it. Goblin, Wait, ghoul, a zombie up, with no. Shut up. Save it for next week, man. Calm down. Okay. One episode hosted by me, Peter Rosenberg. And me, Cypher Sounds. Our production team is associate producer Rob Dozier. And production assistant Hebron Mendez. Dan Panarise is our associate editor. Our executive producer is Chiquita Pascal. One Ep is a production of Mass Appeal and Endeavor Audio and is also created by producer Samantha Allison of Endeavor Audio and associate producer Savannah Jeffries of Mass Appeal. As well as executive producer Mark Grandy of Mass Appeal and Dave Easton of Endeavor Audio. Cedric Wilson is our mix engineer. Kasim Bradley is our recording engineer. Special thank you to editorial board TK Dukes, Gabby Bulgarelli, and Mary Baxter. <laughs>